Hello, Stacy. What up, Kathy? Are we GHing? Yes. Yes, we are. Woohoo! All right. We are still in season 60, episodes 221 to 225. And for spoiler alerts, I'm going no big deal. Ooh, yeah. I believe. You believe? That's the end. You believe? <laughs> Would it be better to say I agree? I'll just say I agree. I agree with you, Stacey. That's accurate. Because you're like, I believe. It just sounded incomplete. (laughs) All right. Well, I believe I have the first happening. And I'm going to. There. Okay. It was tough to come up with actual like happenings, happenings. Agreed. So instead, I'm going to go with something that really resonated with me as an important happening. And that was the conversation with Trish in the bathroom between Christina and Trish, where Trish basically explains her brother's story about being found out that he was gay and his parents kicked him out of the house. And she hasn't seen him since. And he was like 15. And it was tragic. And it really, for me, for the first time, I understood exactly what Christina was doing with her mission with the foundation with what she was trying to create and it made it so much more important and I just loved it so I want to see more of Trish and uh, that really resonated with me Christina should ask her to be on the board or be an (gasps) advisor or something she totally should she totally should did she ask Nina to be on the board I don't know I don't think so I think Nina just offered like financial assistance maybe all right i think the only person she's asked is michael and hinted to tj i mean those are two good people to have on the board although i I did actually have a uh what the fuck michael moment this week so i'm sure we'll get to that there was a lot of screaming at the television yeah all right well that's that's my first happening I'm going to go with Drew saves Silas. Did you say Silas? Cyrus. I did say <laughs> Silas. It's Cyrus. Hello. What, what did I say? Oh, because I've been watching the old episodes and then I did a deep dive on Nell and her dad is Silas Clay. Oh, okay. Who was played by the guy that plays Finn. Oh, I've been lost in my own head for the the spotlight. I'm sorry. The totally. Anyway, he saved Cyrus. But my favorite is when Cyrus is dying, his cell of hell. He's like in a cell, like a cell all by itself, as if it were like part of a stage play, mm-hmm. right? Where that mm-hmm. like you wheel it in and wheel it out, and the ground is lit by red lighting. That's what it reminded me of, like going to a. Yes, a theater exactly. production and I, and he was dressed so sharp he's a sharp dressed man in hell being he actually looked by great sister. and he had less nose hair in hell oh my god they just kept zooming in on his nose hair kathy told me i could not post a picture of his nose hair on our instagram she thought that would not be a good look for us just a step too far but 
it kept zooming in and I don't have the world's largest TV, but I saw individual (laughs) notes and it was not okay. Anyways. Anyways. He cleaned up good for the devil. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And part of the, I, I guess it's all related. He wakes up in the hospital, calls Martin and basically says he wants to give away all of his money for rehabbing inmates. And meanwhile, poor Drew, who saved his life, is in solitary confinement and cannot see his children or child. Rude. Or anybody. I mean, I really would have loved to see his thoughts about that. Instead, we just get Sam and Carly's thoughts about that. So that's my happening. So here's my thing about that. Essentially, Laura, Cyrus's imaginary in his head, Laura, talks some certain amount of sense into him. And the real Laura, like, I think he even says from the hospital bed that Laura was his, what did he say? I'm looking at my notes. It's like his guided spirit or something. Yeah, yeah, some sort of spiritual advisor. And I just feel like this is going to come back to be a a source of conversation between Cyrus and Laura. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take that as a lead into my next happening, which is somewhere in Greece. No, technically it didn't say somewhere in Greece. I'm just always going to say when they're on location at an exotic locale, it's somewhere in. So Laura is basically on a fruitless quest to find her son that we all know is impossible. But is it impossible? I don't know. Like she basically goes to the Cassadine mansion where she was held captive and gets carte blanche to be able to search the entire grounds and underground uh, basement area with Kevin. And they don't find any evidence that Nicholas is there. And she has a rough moment where she's starting to be really afraid that Nicholas left their family again. Like he literally did what he did years ago and just abandoned them. And she's like, would he really do that? But then at the end, she like gets a, I know where I'm going next and, you know, heads off into the distance. And so we have a future somewhere in to look forward to. But at the same time, it is quite tragic to watch her knowing that Mason has comatose Nicholas. Stay tuned. We'll figure out where that goes. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? It is. You have the very last happening of the week. I, I I'm torn between a few and I guess they can oh my god go I almost and... started singing <laughs> keep going though I don't know if I can I'm having trouble breathing now <gasps> um sorry I'm not like I'm having a health issue but I was laughing <laughs> and inhaling that's why I couldn't breathe I don't want anybody's concerns or best wishes in that way thank you um, <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to say this one, but I don't actually care about it. Mm. Ooh. I mean, it's not that I don't care, but TJ and Molly met with the surrogacy person. Mm. Um, and everything is like smooth sailing. Now they're just agreeing. She had this big, horrible breakdown, health conditions, be damned. She was maybe going to put off having a kid. And now they're diving on in with a stranger. And I just, I just don't care. Yeah. I wish I, I don't care because it's, they're, they're having zero conflict at this point. Everything is great. Everything is awesome. And I'm going to start singing now. Everything is awesome. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a montage coming where they just do a series of interviews with strange women. And then do you think they'll end up with Christina? Christina. Yeah, I do. I guess that would be interesting. I mean, their concerns and the conversation she had with Alexis, it's super valid. Yeah. That conversation with Alexis was fun. I I love seeing Alexis in mom mode, especially when she's bringing up memories of when Molly was little and bringing Valiant in with her to the SAT testing. I mean, that was fun. But Alexis does point out that if Christina is you know, basically the the DNA mom of this child, there may be ramifications down the line that neither of them can kind of predict. And that's a really valid, and it resonates with Molly. But in the end, it is it, is it the devil you know? I don't know. Is it easier to cut ties with a biological mom that's a stranger? Is it any easier or harder? I, I wish they had delved you can into cut that. Ties with a stranger because you have a contract with them. They are not part of your everyday existence. And what if the stranger that they choose turns out to be not a stranger? You know, this is soapland. Could be like an evil diabolical twin sister of I don't know, Chase. Anyways. <laughs> Um, you want before, a drama. We move on, before we move on to fashion, it was very exciting for me. We got a new review this week with verbiage. Thank you for very that. Very lovely. Appreciate everything that you said. Um, I was also a very long-term fan of GH, so it's nice to talk to somebody else who is as well. So keep it up, people. If you have a chance and you want to drop us a review, we would so appreciate it. Yes, I was very excited. Shout out to Miranda. It took me a while to figure out how to get to where the ratings were because my brain is broken. But I appreciate you. Thank you. Your brain is not broken. And I'll prove it to you because we're going to go to fashion first. All right. I loved Olivia's dress. Mm -hmm. Love, love, love. That cut looks amazing on her. Those colors looked great on her. She looked like a boss bitch teaching Ned, Eddie Main, all about how she is not, she's not given up who she is to raise her kids. Yeah, I really like how they're doing this with Leo and Olivia talking to Eddie. I know that's a topic for musings, but I loved it. I agree. The dress was great. I loved Tracy's blue suit jacket that she wore when she went in to kind of 
kick Maxie out and try to interrogate Brooklyn for more information. But I just loved the shape of it. I really like how they're dressing Tracy for the most part. I love that they've stopped dressing Brooklyn in tents. She looks amazing. She looked amazing this week. I loved her um, blouse that green and jeans. shirt. Oh, yeah, my she gosh. She looks so good and so normal and not in a giant tent with ruffles. Yeah, Please it, continue to dress her like a normal person her age. It was nice. Will Stacy ever, ever get over the months of Brooklyn fashion? No, I will not. I don't think so. It's shame. It just... She's Willow so comfortable in it. Willow's red shirt uh, with the kind of the flouncy longer three quarter sleeves almost. It was quite beautiful. I'm going to go with Molly's outfit was real cute. I loved that color on her. And or it was colorful. It was like black with yeah, dark like yellows and flowers. Yeah. And she pulled off skinny white jeans. So we have to hate her a little bit. She <laughs> I didn't great. even notice that. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. She put on skinny white jeans with her broken ankle. I, I just want to logistically figure out how that happened. Wardrobe, go ahead and message me. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. Oh, I've got more. We're not done. <laughs> Controversial choice from Stacy's point of view. I loved Trina's dress. I know Kathy didn't like it because she thought it looked funny in the middle. Did not. I bet you it was real comfortable and it was age appropriate. I did not. I, I will double down on this. The color, the color around her neck, beautiful. But it was a shift. It was like a jumper, like something you put over something. And the bag that she had on was as large as she was. It was not a good look. Not happy. Disagree. Anyway, <laughs> I have two more. I took pictures. You guys are going to see it later. Yay. All right. I thought Ava looked great in her lacy top and skirt. The skirt was not lacy, but I, th- I thought it was a good look for her. I struggled with that look. Not that I, like, she always can pull off pretty much everything. She's Ava. I struggled with it. I don't know why. I don't know either. Once again, you're wrong. <laughs> but for the win, I think Liz's black dress for her Oh, my date God. Ben. so beautiful it was really pretty it also looked very comfortable which is something i look for in clothes i want them to look good but they better be comfortable and it showed off her awesome back muscles she is strong and i thought she looked amazing yeah agreed agreed musings go for it is austin just a doofus unclear I don't think he can be a complete doofus. He finished medical school and he is a competent doctor, but I do think he is socially stupid. Yeah. He's, you know, the scenes with Ava were fun because she was like realizing that he's not a criminal mastermind and he really cannot match her. And he's just afraid but it was interesting to see Ava kind of tell him that she told Sonny that she killed Nicholas. So it feels like Ava is trying to protect her idiot love toy now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> As usual, I'm just, it's a continual thing with me. I am struggling with Austin. 
I'm struggling. It was a little bit better this week. I don't know. I I have no no real ideas. I did like the conversation between Dex and Trina. I thought it was honest mm-hmm. and I like how Dex handled it. And I like that Trina had somebody to talk to that's not deeply invested. Yes. Agreed. And I don't understand why Christina is purposely baiting Joss. I get that she's team Sunny. So is Michael. She does not give a shit about that. But she is going out of her way to poke at Jocelyn's buttons. And why in God's name? Why? Why is she all team Esme? Yeah, I don't get that. Especially like... As opposed to Trina. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I that kind of came out of the blue for me. If she's in love with Nina, then she needs to love Trina, even though they rhyme. But <laughs> I mean, she, she just like I, I don't understand. Nobody needs to be Team Esme. So the other thing that kind of came out of the blue for me was the glances between Sonny and Carly at Kelly's. They pointedly went out of the way to have Sonny say, oh, do you have it in the trunk? And I thought it was a body to his bodyguard. And then they basically, it was coffee and he was delivering Corintho's coffee to Kelly's for Carly. And they had all these meaningful pointed glances between each other. I just... I don't know what to do with this information. I also don't understand why Brooklyn is being stupid about Sasha. Agreed. Agreed. I'm so glad you brought that up. Cody's putting pieces together and Sasha's, or sorry, Brooklyn's saying Sasha needs to be in Ferncliff. Where on what planet? Sasha has violent tendencies and mental health issues. And I'm like, hmm. And there was the opportunity for somebody to click it together when he was like, she was on drugs when she was violent. Hello. Yeah. Wouldn't Brooklyn have seen her taking that medicine? Yeah. And why is nobody? Anyway. I don't like Brooklyn being stupid any more than I like her being dressed in tents. Notes okay. for GH. Stacey's very passionate about Brooklyn. I have another question for you. Anna warns Sonny about Pikeman. Says, oh, stay away from And immediately gets guy. interrupted by Christina, who has no filter. Yeah, but I want to go back to Pikeman. For- <laughs> I'm just saying, Christina, <laughs> pick a lane and live in it. Okay. Is Anna aware that her boyfriend, Valentine, introduced Sonny to Pikeman? I bet you she doesn't sound like she thinks she knows that Valentine is involved with Pikeman at all because she was like, stay away from Pikeman. There is nothing good to come from that. And yet sounds like Valentine's pretty deep in it. So is that going to be future drama? Yes. And maybe that's why he's home. Really? I Uh, mean, I mean, from a script writing standpoint. Agreed. I think you're right. Okay. The other, before we get back to Christina, because I have some couple of additional notes, I just want to note that during the Michael Willow scenes, there was a toy 
a red toy. She was obsessed. <laughs> with a single eyeball and a white tuft of hair that totally stole like every scene. <laughs> it was like the camera angle was too low and I just couldn't stop staring at it. <laughs> I was like, is it meaningful? Do I need to know this toy? What's the toy's name? Who actually plays with it? I want to know more. I want to know what is going to happen with Lucine Martin. Something needs to blow up quickly because I cannot deal with not knowing. Well, and we need to Tracy's find out who espionage is a problem for me. Yeah, we need to find out who X number three is. And if Martin really is not interested in marriage because he wants to keep getting money from X number three. I thought that was like Anna called him on it. I thought he basically admitted she was right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, but I, oh yeah, you're right. But I need Lucy to hear it from Martin, I guess. Um, we didn't talk at all about Curtis. Curtis had some really deep, truthful moments with himself. And that last scene of him just hammering his legs was true tragic i did like i like how stella handled the conversation instead of just being upbeat she just hugged it out yeah she allowed him to be a little boy and he was like i know you're gonna say god only gives us what we can handle and she was like that's not what i was gonna say yeah because he's not getting enough of that he's getting a lot of cheerleading and I don't know how I felt about Dex convincing Trina to leave. Because Trina's basically hanging out at the hospital, hoping that Curtis will let her come see him. And Dex is like, well, give him some space. I don't know how I felt about that. Like, I guess he's right. But I don't know. I didn't want Trina to leave. I wanted Trina to bust in there. I needed Trina to not be there because I think it's hurting Taggart that all she's doing is sitting in a hospital outside of Curtis's room, not even able, even being able to see him. Do you think Taggart's going to go see Curtis? I have no idea. Hmm. Well, and Marshall hasn't yet been to see him, at least on camera. Well, he did, but it was with Portia. Okay. So I just want to go back to Christina for a second because while she does not know how to stay in her lane, she also was visiting nearly every one of her relatives. And I don't think I realized until this week that she was cousins with Ace. <laughs> it was like Dante picks her up because her car breaks down. How she is has... she cousins? Because Nicholas is a cousin of Alexis, right? They're Cassidines. Christina is a Cassidine because oh, her mom is a Cassidine. There we go. So Ace is her cousin. So I felt like it was like the Christina family tree the last couple of weeks between Michael and Dodd. And then she has that great scene with Sonny where he's like, I believe in you. It is interesting. I feel like they're feeling her out, her character out, trying to figure out where it's going to fit in all of this. I liked your comment that they seem to be like, because these are now um, non-union writers, they seem to just be having a lot of really small conversational scenes that aren't super progressing it to kind of feel things out. But that was an excellent observation, cousin. Thank you, cousin. 
I also made the observation that they're using some funky camera work again. That whole <laughs> action shot with Anna and Kathy seemed to be into that one. I, I I didn't care one way or the other. I was like, there were some scenes where they just focused on the table, like it was, or the like the elevator, the table. Yeah, or the elevator scene between Liz and Finn. Like that, I feel like to make up for some of the lack of writing, they're also doing these funny little camera effect shots. So who knows? I don't know. Oh, hopefully they settle with the writer soon and we go back to normal. That's all I got. I want to know about our other countries that are are listening. We doubled our listeners in Canada in the last two weeks. It's like taken off like wildfire. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome, Welcome, yes. But the one that I thought was interesting, who is listening to us in Bosnia and Herzegovina? (laughs) No, but whoever you are, welcome. And, oh my gosh, I'm just putting this together. Somewhere in Greece is listening to us. We really like your food. And we liked the visit to Cassadine Island. So we hope that was representative or at least not insulting. If you're somewhere in Greece, welcome to the show. And thank you everybody for listening. We really, truly appreciate it. We would love to hear from you. That's all we've got. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.